In the name of one God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, good morning to all of you. I'm sure with the humidity kicking up out there, you probably realize today's the 22nd of May, the sixth Sunday of the Easter season. Next week is Memorial Day weekend, where for most it's the real start of summer, and it is also the Feast of Ascension. And then June 5th, in two weeks' time, we will celebrate Pentecost. So we are at that turn coming up in the seasons. And I wonder, those of you that, that are either teachers in the classroom or if you have students in school, are your kids checked out and just in summer mode already? Is that... We're, we are dealing with that in my household, and my son, Jackson, it, it was evident uh, as we'll take turns on who puts either son to bed, and we, we have a tradition of reading a story, and for many years of my second grader's life, it was us reading to him. But now, he is reading to us, and it is both his practice and growing, growing in it and knowing how to do it, but it, it has been a battle with him, especially as we are nearing June 2nd, when he actually will get out of school for summer. And what makes it worse, his brother is already out, so they, they have a little sibling rivalry on, nah, nah, I'm already out, and it's, it's driving older brother a little crazy, but... The other night, it was my turn, and he was reading to me before we put him to bed. And he got, we typically try to read for about 20 minutes. And he started reading, and I tell you, 45 seconds into his reading, he just stopped, and he had a deep gasp. And he looked at me, and he said, Daddy, can we just skip to the end? And you, you could just, it was a very cute thing. And, but, of course, I made him read the whole 20 minutes. But... I wanted to, have you ever had a similar feeling? Whatever it is in life. I know another one was last week for me, whenever I was, I had an appointment over in Orange Park. And it was one of those, it should have taken me 15 minutes from here to there to get there, except one of those dreaded wrecks happened on the Buckman that closed the whole thing down. And I'm in a line on the phone with, when is this going to end? Can we just skip to the end, get through this hard part? And that's how we as human beings naturally go through and approach life. Well, we have an opportunity to do just that this morning, to actually skip to the end. We're going to do that by the sermon focusing on that sermon in Revelation. What we have is snippets in Revelation 21 and 22 that Connie read for us just a moment ago. And this is the very end of Scripture, the last two chapters of God's revelation to us. And my great hope this morning is that as we'll focus on the end, it will actually give you an opportunity for a new beginning. And so that because the, if, as we hear a sermon's going to be on Revelation, you probably think through your lifetime, I know at least in mine, in high school, all because of the Left Behind books and the movie that, that came out with Kirk Cameron, I had a very unhealthy uh, fascination 
with the book of Revelation. Kind of like guys in video games or something like that. I was like beasts with multiple heads and wings and all these feet and these seven bowls of wrath that will be poured out. There is opportunity within Revelation to take it to unhealthy places. But when you go through an entire study of it, and we get just a taste of that this morning, you see that it is a great love letter, encouraging letter to the people of God, in which we can reorient our lives to what will one day happen, and how that carries us through all the tough things we go through in the here and now. So as we get into Revelation, we're going to talk about a place. We're going to talk about a people, and we're going to talk about a presence in which can bring us great hope and great encouragement. But as we last week, we had Revelation 21, 1 through 7, and it just continues on from there into our reading of Revelation this week. And if you look at chapters 21 and 22, a large theme that comes out of it is how all things are made new. And it is this theme that by God, all things being made new, that pours into looking at the framework of a place, a people, and a presence. So let us first talk about the place. Now, as we gather this morning in worship, as we have been used to probably for a, a long time, there is these places like corporate worship to where heaven and earth Come and touch and kiss just for a moment to where we have this thinly layered place, a divine place to where we get a foretaste of what heaven will actually be like. We get Holy Communion, taking God within us. We get to pray for the nation and for the world and all going on in our lives. And we get to be in the word as we are doing right now. Heaven and earth have kissed. Or you may go home and you may study or pray individually or by yourself or in the places where you go to serve, like St. Food, Mary's Food Bank and all these other places. It's just an, little opportunities we have to, give a, to get a foretaste of what heaven will be like. But Revelation tells us of a day in the future in which we do not know the time in which instead of that idea of heaven kissing earth and we being there in the middle and experiencing just a taste, we will one day fully realize heaven coming down, new heavens and a new earth and being one. A physical reality in place of heaven on earth is what it's talking about. And it's kind of hard for us to imagine what that might even look like. Because we hear, if we borrow language from 1 Peter, that the earth will be, re, will be redeemed by a refiner's fire. Not burned up and destroyed, but completely redeemed. Where there is no more sin and no more brokenness left when heaven comes down amongst, among us in this time of the reality of revelation as it, as it is drawn out for us today. There will be a time and a place when that happens. And then we talk about a peoples. 
in that place that comes down and dwells among us, much like the echoes of the incarnation of Christ stepping into, God stepping into a body in the form of Jesus, full revelation and glory will come down in that place. And in that place, there will be a people. Or I should say, there will be a people's. Because the language of Revelation tells us that there will be one, all the nations and all the tribes and all the tongues will be gathered around this throne in which the lion lamb sits and rules and reigns over everything. And because of that, all, uh, and this is beautiful but really hard to imagine because we're still here. And this time in which heaven and earth kiss, but this is the great hope in the future we have to look forward to, that all of the division that we have and continue experience, all the brokenness and sin in the world will go away. To where all the isms, the racisms, and all of that, and the ways we divide politically, if we're pro-bishop or anti-bishop, all of the ways in which we divide and can rip each other apart that in this time of revelation will be burned away. And there will be one people, no more sin, no more loss, no more mourning, and no more grief in this time of revelation. There will be a peoples united together in the name of Christ. What a thing to look forward to. But as you might be wrestling in your head as I say that, as I did as I was writing it, and realize we are still in this time to which we get a foretaste of heaven, looking forward to it. But how often have you thought in your head, when is that going to come? Because I'm sick and tired of what's happening as we live right here in the here and now. Well, there we go, and we borrow from the Gospel of John. And we hear that Jesus is with his disciples. And what he has told them is, I am about to ascend. What we will celebrate next week in the Feast of the Ascension. And then after that is Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit came. And God says, as I ascend and leave you the advocate, in which we will celebrate in due time, by that Holy Spirit I leave with you, I leave you my peace. My peace, peace which surpasses all understanding. And let your heart, because of it, not be troubled. And let you not be afraid. This takes us into that third place after that place that will come down. And the peoples that will be gathered in and around that place. In that reality, the reward for, it, for us all is the presence we hear in Revelation 22, as, as, our, as that reading closed out this morning, that in that place and with those peoples will be the very presence of God. Not just a foretaste, but we ourselves will be right in the middle of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right in the heart of that unconditional, redeeming, sacrificial love and in that power and in that hope. That is the reality we all have to look to. And it said that we will be able to see Jesus face to face. And when we are in that moment, whether it be as we know in passing away now, or when that reality of, of that new heaven and new earth coming down, whichever comes for us first, 
that idea of seeing Jesus face to face, being right in the middle of the Holy Trinity in its full realized glory, and then hearing, well done, good and faithful servant, step into your reward. As I hear that, the brokenness and sin and the voices I can listen to begin to come into the back of my head. I don't know if I'm ready yet, if I'm honest, to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. But in that type of doubting, the voice of God comes in. And I realize that through my life, as I've been in living the Christian life for a good part of my life now, that I have rejoiced. Oh my, how I have fallen short. I have wrestled with God. I had been in those dark moments to where I wanted something else to happen, someone to be here just a little bit longer. Oh, God! how God has met me in all of those moments and not forsaken me. And this is the great letter out of Revelations and the great hope that carries me on day to day is that one day I will fully know what it is like because of the promises of Revelation to be in that place with those people gathered around the throne and get to see Jesus face to face. It is something that both gives us great hope in the future and anchors and gives us a foundation into our day to day as the things of the world would try to tear us down and try to tear us apart. But it is in God with these promises where we hang our hat and say, Amen. Alleluia. Amen.